0: Yes.
1: Yeah. That's what the, uh, as you were told, that surrender and faith. Recently I had been to Orisha, and uh, there was one bus plunged into the in, the, in a bridge, in the
0: Manati bridge, it fell into that. There was one devotee, in the mother's devotee, she was coming from a or somewhere there. So when he said that the bus was dangling for 10, 20 seconds, he was holding the rod, and uh, he was telling, mama ma, ma, he was calling, you know, mama mama The bus plunged, and so two, three fellows fell over him, and he gets outside not a single scratch in his body so that's how I faith that is
1: right attitude but she speaks about this uh, experience she says only there should be no, they say credit to him that inside nothing was afraid no. she says it's not, not should not be an external state where inwardly oh my god i'm calling mother what if she doesn't come maybe you know i should call my phone then it is like whatever happens to me now i'm surrendered that must have been his state ma, 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 so sorry. then you know you are taken care of and all of us have these uh, experiences which are so changing. But well, even if there is nothing, yeah. still the psychic says, Well, even if I am injured, you know best. Maybe you want me to be quarantined for some time. Mm-hmm. that's awesome. the real and yeah. yeah. so well, like, I think let others ask questions. Yeah, sure. So please go for it. Yes, please. please. Yes. please.
2: Well, um, I know it's beautiful to practice divinity every day in our life, which is integral yoga. I have a. Um, some friends who told me there are some guided meditation, working on your consciousness to go through some small holes. I'm interested about that, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Is it because there's no book about that? I wait to live in Auroville next year for one year? Yeah. Uh, who should
1: I, I would put Actually, it in a paradoxical way, because you are being rightly guided, therefore you couldn't find a guided meditation. <laughs> Because there is no such thing in Integral Yoga. Let me be very, very clear on this. There are people who have started doing. Integral Yoga is not a yoga. By its nature, it is integral. So it's not a yoga meditation alone, but a yoga which engages with life and work and with the presence of the mother who does the yoga. But I am also aware of what you are saying. So there is no such thing as a guided meditation. But there are people who time to time... Feel like doing it and any technique, anything one picks up and it's okay. Nothing wrong because it's many ways human beings go. But if we go through the entire literature of Mother and Sri and the entire journey of the yogis who developed in the ashram and reached where they reached, the emphasis and the focus repeatedly was open to the mother and receiver consciousness and to open trust, faith, surrender. This is so simple. But sometimes human mind, you know, it's very difficult to believe it can be so simple. Honestly speaking, yeah. uh, I must do something at least. Maybe there is some, some secret which is, you know, <laughs> I have gone through this experience when you go and people, you know, whenever you ask anybody, uh, I my first uh, thing I remember, I was reading the senses of yoga and I met somebody who had come from the ashram and uh, I was all charged up, okay, you have to reject this, you have to do this and all, you know, will. So I told him, I said, oh, there is a lot of, you know, you you have to have a strong will to do this yoga. So this man came from, had come from the ashram, he sat quietly and said, yeah, you need to have a strong will, but Sri primarily speaks of surrender to the mother. Hmm. Now, it it hit me. I still remember surrender. Hmm. What, you know, I, I was surprised. What is surrender? Surrender can take me. I got to do nothing there is something which we have to do which is more internal to surrender is a very big thing it looks so simple but shurbindu's emphasis was on opening to the mother through faith devotion surrender meditation method which mother has given and shurbinda has given they have used the word dynamic meditation and that's what i was describing to focus in the either depths of the heart in the center of the chest on the mother's presence or one can you know think of a fire burning there or in the head, anywhere, or above the head. These are the three centers Shirdindu spoke of. Those who are inclined to meditation, mm-hmm. but at the same time they also said very clearly that one can arrive at the same experiences through work. There is no need. Uh, as to the mantra, Mother's writings and uh, experience of countless what uh, you know, Bhai was recounting. Uh, all that people do in this yoga is the Mother's name as a japa, Ma 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 Ma. And they grow beautifully. I mean, I myself can vouch if, like that's the only thing which one does. Uh, but yes, um, uh, sometimes I do not know. I have not uh, ventured to go into, uh, but I have heard about some guided meditations. And it's um, if those who want to take, but it has nothing to do with integral yoga as far as Mother and Shubhinda have given. But at the same time, there are different ways people approach. And so it's perfectly fine if one is inclined. And in Auroville I am sure you will find somebody or the other who will surely give guided meditation but the shortest path is just open to her and when the time comes she opens till then probably these are steps and phases in the journey one undertakes and it's okay There's nothing wrong with it uh, there are people who teach about meditation from you know the light descending from head to toe um which doesn't need to be guided by anyone. One can do it oneself. That you know is light coming down from above, touching the centers and opening them and going right into the body. So this is like one. One can feel if one is spontaneously inclined, one can do it and do it oneself. Uh, personally, I am not much fond of techniques, and uh, I believe in what uh, Swami Vivekananda, Because partly because techniques, you know, take away sometimes the authenticity. It's like an artificial way. And God is real. So he's not a machine where, you know, we can put a coin and turn the key and he gives a Coca-Cola bottle. So he, there's to be living and loving relation with him. So um, I remember one Swami Vekananda's uh, talks, which were taking place in UK. It's a very nice book by Sister Nivedita, The Master, As I Saw Him. So she told him, hey, like, you know, few audience will come, uh, five, ten like that. And he said, you know you know so much and you have so many experiences. Why don't you teach them how to do this, how to do that? He said, I am not here to do that. So what are you here to? I am just here to inspire and awaken. The rest will happen by itself. It's a tremendous thing. See, techniques create a mass movement. But often in mass movement, truth is buried inside. So people faithfully follow. You know, it becomes like another religion or a cult where you do certain set of prescribed exercises and rituals, but miss out on the most essential and fundamental. So, meaning thereby, the focus is on the essential and the fundamental. Techniques may or may not emerge. They will come at a point of time, go away at the point of time. And if it is necessary, you will find. And if you haven't found, it's not necessary. That's why I meant you are guided uh, guided to uh, to you know not find it. But if you find it, maybe one needs to go through it. But that's not the core of the yoga. The core is a offering of every bit of our being and movements and body to the divine. Which means nothing should remain hidden under wraps. Nothing where we have a nice image of ourselves and there is a whole lot of things waiting out there. Everything as it comes up to our conscious awareness, we offer it to the divine mother with a prayer and aspiration for its transformation. As simple as that. And along with that, whatever will we have, we can try to, you know, reject those things because we know that if the temple has to be, uh, the divine presence has to be installed, it needs to be kept clean. But human will is very, very weak and stumbling. It has to be held by the
2: Divine Mother's hands. It's very interesting
1: what
2: you're saying. May I share something personal?
1: Yeah, 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 please. Actually, from
2: 1995 to 2006, I was more in Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism. And especially, uh, actually my dad has been murdered in 93, so it was a way for me to feel uh, more in peace. And I wanted actually a more advanced Tibetan Buddhism, which is Kagyupa school, which is about visualization and mantra. So I did yes. it from 90, <coughs> very everyday with technique, like what you say, From 2003, Two thousand six for six for three years, nonstop every day. So it's like uh, the practice of Chenwezi. Have a look at Svera. Yes. So love and compassion, you visualize your the deity of Chenwezi and you embody the characters of this deity. I must say for three years nothing really happened except that I felt more in peace. And in two thousand six I was ready to meet the criminal of my dad in jail. So I had this request. It happens that that day they didn't recall my appointment. So I had to stay at the reception. And at the same time, a guard saw me and he he asked me to come. But I'm here, so I said, I'm coming to see a prisoner. So this guard didn't know who I was. And I chose to follow him, not to wait at the reception. And I started this meditation where you... Do the mantra, or manipulate, non nonstop, and you visualize. And then I woke, and I understood that it would be family parlour, but I was fine. They op- the guard opened the cell, he closed. Then the prisoner came on the other side, removed the handcuff, closed the door. There was no gun, no handcuff, and actually that was bliss. And I could so maybe you can tell me what was this experience, but. I felt lots of light around me, I couldn't see my arms, I couldn't see my legs. And I must say that it's only after three years. I never had this experience when I was sitting with my techniques. But it's only when I was in the reality with facing the queen yes, of my dad. that I've, I really experienced love and compassion and I felt love and compassion for this man. I was able to talk to him. I spent an hour and a half and he begged me to stay. He was crying so much and I never had uh actually actually
1: it was my best day of my life. So maybe it's a bit what you say. I didn't Yes, I didn't one one the former prepares know. for the later sometimes. That is also possible. Yeah. That it was not the technique, but you are seeking for love and compassion. Yeah. So behind the outer technique, one thing which was there was the aspiration to embody, as you said, you know, love and compassion. So that aspiration is authentic. Whether you actually yeah. sat and did a certain technique or not i'm sure within you you actually wanted love and compassion so uh, after there was a sufficient uh, what is called as a you know uh, the heat has generated inside the heat of tapas now you have to be given a concrete experience that technique can't give so you are put in contact with the real life surroundings where love and compassion can blossom exactly what you know we are speaking about that that's what is the the soul has to emerge it won't emerge if there is a technique it will probably you know go back to sleep But when there is a real challenge of life, that's when it emerges and you suddenly discover your heart is opened wide and uh, the body sense disappears. So that's exactly, uh, and probably that's why I just intuitively felt that you are being guided. So you don't have to worry. If you didn't find that, probably that's not necessary for you. The aspiration is core and that's wonderful. Mm. Yes, Stavros. Yes.
0: Ah, I just done the different
1: No, it's okay. Maybe okay. later. Okay. <laughs> each, 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 uh, each of us go through a certain, uh, have a certain background. Let me put it in a more general way. And it was necessary and it's necessary at one stage. And at another stage, it's no more necessary. So stages will come. Even in this yoga, it will happen. That, you know, in the, the beginning one does this way. Uh, Janina Stoka, that famous beautiful book um, uh, on the Mother, the Heavenly no, what is the book name Flame of white love okay. It's a wonderful book where she speaks about the uh, her relation with the divine mother and how she says that after many years she has understood the yoga and she does it so differently. when she came, she wanted you know this or that method. And then her yoga changes into I have this problem and I give it to mother. White roses? No, not white roses. Huta. The flame. I'll tell you that I think it is the flame Flame. of love. Huh? A captive of her love. That is the book. A captive of her love. Janina Stroka. She was a Polish uh, nurse, and yes. And it's amazing that at the end of the day, you discover that ultimately, divine doesn't want to make it complicated for us. He wants to keep it simple. He always wanted to keep it simple. The mind came in and it said no. Because the mind has this pride, you know, it must do something. Everything, it has, it's inbuilt within us. The ego self can't easily trust that, oh, oh, is it really? The divine will take care of me? No, 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 how can it be? Then we have all the notions of, you know, Papa and Punya and good and bad. No, I can't be. Now by doing it, we push away. But if we start with this premise that much more than me, the divine is keen to meet me and, you know, uh, that famous poem of uh, Francis Thomas, The Hound of Heaven. And Shubindu appreciated that where, you know, uh, actually we are running from the divine. As far as the divine is concerned, he is keen. So that's how we have to look at it, that he is keen to... Take us in you know, His arms.
0: We have to emphasize the mother always so much. You know why I'm asking
1: this? Ah, I, I Many I people don't have good
0: relations with mothers. Doesn't matter. Sometimes you can't even open to your mother. Yes. Mother can be also possessive. Yes. And sometimes you say your secrets or most to your friend. Yes. Or sometimes the father is more cool-handed. All right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So sometimes this... <laughs> when first time, I first came around to Sri you know, actually through Krishna consciousness. I always wanted some as a friend to speak to her on any subject. That was my friend. Mm-hmm. Some I came to Sri window as a friend mm-hmm. and The, that it's the stopped.
1: recording stopped with the intensity of the question. I think yeah, the battery a, got drained. <laughs> and
0: so, you know, I sometimes feel... Uh, it's okay, but there is more to that. You know, like the divine. fine. I'll... I'll, I'll it, it only goes to that. And I, sometimes I, I get feel you.
1: a little bit... I get your question and I know it's coming from a very genuine background. So let me put it in, in, in this way. See, it doesn't matter. For a long time... Uh, first of all, spiritual motherhood is not a unique conception. It has existed right from uh, the most ancient times. So that's about the spiritual motherhood. Well, personally, I may have a better app with my father, with my mother. But one thing I know that um, <clears throat> the mothers, the mothers, the physical mother, first of all, she's not a physical mother. But even as a physical mother, by nature, mothers are supposed to be, supposed to be, not all mothers may be like that. But by and large, the instinct of the mother, right, if you see even from the animal species, is to care, nurture, nourish. These are unique things of a mother. Even a baby cat is taught by the mother cat and in that process she may push in a in the lions. It is the lioness who brings up the baby cubs. It's something which is inbuilt, programmed because the divine mother, it comes from there. As I said, this is a shadow play. Now, because the mother's mother by its nature is that side of the divine who nurtures and nourishes and cares and loves, and the father, he is the other side of you know, he is like, he will inspire you he may awaken you and say go to school, now come, I am out there so that is another approach so both approaches have their validity typical Vedanta has leaned excessively on the fatherly side of the divine so that's why, you know, as you said in, in, in the more modern understanding of uh, you know, Krishna and Krishna consciousness and others you have the Vedantic approach But there is, even in Krishna's story and Krishna's approach, there is a whole tantra where the leaning is on the Divine Mother and where they say that you can't meet Krishna unless you have pleased Radha. Radha is the door to Krishna. Meaning thereby that you embody the consciousness of Radha, which is the complete surrender. Now, how does one completely surrender to Krishna? By becoming like Radha. And what is the fastest way to become like that? By identifying with Radha Consciousness. This I am saying as a background. Before we come to this yoga. When we come to this yoga it becomes very simple. It's like I like to be a little less complicated. So very simple. Fortunately for me it was not an issue. So I must say that maybe there may be less empathy in that sense. Because for me when I saw the mother I knew she is the Divine Mother. But... I take sometimes this other approach because I meet people who are good friends, who I cherish and I know they are authentic. Like your seeking is authentic. But they are unable to open to the mother. And this was a problem even during Shurabindu's time. So I like one of the answers which uh, uh, someone gave to his child who was finding it difficult. He said, I believe in Shurabindu but I can't open to mother. So I would say you believe in Shurabindu, right? Yes. So, what kind of belief is this? Srivabendu tells you to open to the mother. So, this is one way to look at it, that maybe I am not able to fully surrender to Srivabendu himself. If we really surrender to Srivabendu, he will take me to the mother. That's how the yoga has, you know, if we really look at Srivabendu's yoga, for a long time Shobindo and his works and when the Divine Mother came... Up till that, we have all the volumes. Most of the volumes have been written from 1914 to 1920. After 1926, when Srivindha gives the charge to the mother, which is the first book which has come out, is The Mother, which is a series of letters. Now, after that, you see the letters on yoga. The refrain, the one common refrain, is open to the mother, open to her influence. Now, if I really trust Srivindha and Srivindha only, let us put it like that. Shobinda himself has shown me that go to the mother, so I should do it. There are very interesting stories about it. One story in our mystic lore and that will show us the reason why the stress is on Divine Mother. If it is Mukti, we don't need the Divine Mother because we have to get rid of nature. Though paradoxically using the power of nature. If we seek transformation in a new creation, the Divine Mother has to come into the picture because she is the Shakti who creates so this ancient story of uh, Shringi Rishi who goes to Shiva. Now he finds that Shiva has got married and he thinks, well, this is not the Shiva I knew.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Shiva is married. So anyways, he has liking for Shiva. So after there <coughs> is a, conf- you know, Shiva gives a nice little upadesh to, along with Parvati. See, he calls Parvati to come and sit. So everybody does pranam and goes to the fera, but he does pranam to Shiva and is going away. <laughs> So Shiva says, how about, you know, you used to take the Parikrama, you are not doing it. No, Shiva is complete in himself. I don't need to do Parikrama of the Divine Mother. Shiva is complete. He says, I see. Still I am telling you to take the Parikrama, why don't you do it? So he becomes a little bhaura, you know, a little uh, um, bumblebee. So it goes only around Shiva's head. And then he comes back because Shiva shows him that he and Divine Mother are united. But you know, like he so it goes around and comes back and sits. Then the Divine Mother says, I see that you don't want to do anything with Prakriti, so I take myself away from you. Mm-hmm. And he collapses into dust. So when we use the word Divine Mother, it is her Shakti which moves creation. There can be no creation without her. Now, in Shorvindu's story, there is another interesting thing Charu Chandradat. So Charu Chandra Dutt believed Shubhindo. They used to call him Chief from revolutionary days, and uh, he would come and meet the Chief. And after quite a number of years elapsed, when Shubhindo came away, he went through a phase and says, Why did he come away? Finally, he came. He came to Ashram and Shubhindo asked him. Uh, he had these two issues. He said, One is that I am. He used to take hookah, uh, and uh, Shubhindo asked him, You take hookah. How will you come to ashram? He said, I am not a slave of fukka. I am its master. And it's dropped. Then he said, and I am not going to do pranam to this uh, French lady. European lady who has come from outside. A nationalist. So he had this issue. So, But Sri Aurobindo told him when he came, Yes, chief, have you met the mother? now?" you know, he is embarrassed. He doesn't want to say this to Sri Aurobindo. So he says, no. Oh, you go and do pranam. Oh, I have a back pain. I can't do pranam. Shubhinda, it doesn't matter. Mother will stand a few steps above and you can stand below and you can do pranam. Shubhinda had a sense of humor. So, he said, okay, he doesn't say anything. He stands in the queue and he's debating. He says, maybe this is my last day in the ashram. I'll go there and say, sorry, mother, thank you so much. But I can't do this like these people. I can't fall in line with the rest of the ashramites. And thank you so much. You have been nice. But you know, I can't uh, do this to you. So he is standing in the line debating all this. And then he describes his experience when he stood face to face. And he says, the first thing he sees is a feet. And says, these are not human feet. Mm-hmm. This is not a human being sitting. The French lady and the European lady vanished. And he fell down. he says, my God, what was I going to miss? So my answer always is that... Don't go into belief and non-belief and mental analysis. If you don't feel naturally inclined, don't worry. But know that in this yoga, at some point you will turn. One, that point will come, lead it to Sri But meanwhile, what should I do? Don't bring a resistance. Keep the mind open. Keep the heart open. Because if yoga is the goal, then I do fulfill whatever are the conditions of yoga. Obviously, one can't force the heart. Because everybody is saying, and it should not be done like that. The time will come. Meanwhile, be sincere and a time will come. If nothing else, look at her picture. Nobody prevents us from looking at her picture. And as I have told earlier also, and this is another invitation, please come to the ashram and come to the samadhi. Okay, then you will see the identity of the mother in Shurabindu. And it should happen naturally. It will happen. Integral yoga means it is going to happen at some point or the other. Leave that to the Divine Mother.
0: And one more question I want to ask you. You mentioned that the, the gods or the other beings, the non-evolutionary, you said they don't have the divine, it's not in them.
1: But psychic, the psychic is not there. But
0: if the psychic, as you said before, is a protection part of the Atma, so that means that the greater Atma is already within
1: everyone. The divine is there in them, but not the evolutionary process. The greater Atma is there, mm. but they have not entered into the evolution, evolutionary play. The seed is not there. So they are great beings. That's why they are great Hmm. beings. Because they are in... If
0: they have access to the Atma, which is one way...
1: Realization is a different aspect. They may not have the access. The divine is everywhere. It doesn't mean they are fully conscious of the full divine all the time. That realization is a different thing. Durga is conscious of herself as the strength. Absolute power. Another god is conscious of something else as the absolute of that. But the integral divine, the full divine, the divine play, the divine mystery, they are not aware of. They don't have that secret knowledge. That's why they act according to a divine guidance. But they don't always understand the divine play. They don't understand the tears and this and that. That's the problem with the gods. But they are great beings. They are expressions of divinity. One has to look at them like that. But they do not enter into the evolutionary play. They do the job that they are like appointed for. When the job is over, they go back. So, divine is everywhere. But everywhere, everything does not manifest. manifest. or even when it manifests like the gods, some partial manifestation does not necessarily understand the divine and his play. This is a typical story in uh, Ramayana. Maybe with that we can end this session. Right? So, so this a very... Okay. So, this story is in the Ramayana where all the you know fight is going on and Rama and Lakshmana are bound by the Nagpash. So who has to be called Garuda? Garuda is a god. Who's what a great God? Vishnu's Dwarapal. So Hanuman goes and says, Garuda, please come. God is, you know, struggling with the Nagpash. He said, God struggling with Nagpash. He doesn't know what God is. Anyways, human beings they call him God. So he comes and because Hanuman is requested, he is in good terms, he cuts open the Nagpash. And as it is cut open, all the monkeys shout, Jai Ram Ji ki, hail to Rama. So Garuda says, excuse me. (laughs) Here, if you have to say, you can say hail Garuda. So they say, they again shout, Jai Shiram. So Garuda says, you guys are mad or what? so Anman says Garuda your job is done you please go back don't get meddled with these monkeys they are already very aggressive because you know Rama and Lakshmana were tied and they are going to now finish you you go away so Garuda makes a hasty retreat but saying they are fools they don't know like humans they are struggling with the Nagpash and he calls them Jay Ram Ram ki kripa se ho gaya so you know he rushes back and as he is going Narada crosses him so Narada says Garuda what's what, what, you are looking very flustered this is obviously look at these ignorant humans they're calling god to this you know mortal i am the god who has done this and they don't know they should have at least thanked me they don't even thank me so narada says oh i understand i was also deluded once like you uh, i don't have a remedy but one day you will find the remedy so he goes he goes to indra and all these gods then he goes to shiva Shiva is doing pranam hey sachidanand brahm he says shiva you know i know you take little bhang but what you have taken today they are ordinary mortals i can prove you that i have seen like ordinary people they were struggling and suffering and you are saying sachidanand brahm so shiva says you know what i take only little bit every day but the delusion of ignorance with which you are suffering i don't suffer from that and one day only your lord can take away this delusion so he says okay i am going to ask my lord And when he goes into the chamber of the Lord, where he never enters, he waits outside. He finds that Vishnu is not there. And then he discovers he is doing the Leela upon earth. It's a symbolic story. But the story is that the gods even don't understand the Leela of the divine. There are countless accounts in the Puranas, countless, where they don't understand the play of the divine upon earth. But they do when they are told you do this, they do it. They don't understand why impossible boons and why these asuras trample. And that is because this is a mystery play. That's why it's a mystery play. Not all can know it.
0: But they, in the Indian religion, they say the gods, you're right, they don't know. But they consider the others divinity, not gods. Vishnu, for example, Krishna, they
1: consider not gods, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's them. because of the Puranas. That is they because the yeah, divine I'm, himself, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's because in the Puranas, that's how Ekam Sad Vipra Vadanti, this conception came in Indian thought. That any aspect of the divine you take, but you treat him as the supreme. So you will enter into, through that door into Supreme. So when you read Vishnu Purana, Vishnu is the highest. You read Shiva Purana, Shiva is the highest. You read Garur Purana, even Garuda is the highest. You read Agni Purana, Agni is the highest. So the Puranas basically, they try to create a very synthetic approach towards the one. And then finally, what was the verdict? They went beyond all this. They said Gurur Brahma, Gurur Vishnu, Gurur Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva Maheshwara, Guru sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmay Sri Guru Murinama. Meaning thereby that now even a human representative of the divine who becomes ready to lead you and guide you is the highest. So basically how can all be highest? Because our linear thinking thinks one is the highest. The sense is anyone you can approach, even an inferior human being. And you regard him as the representative of the divine. Even if he is whatever he is, you will touch the divine because he is everywhere. The Purana story is only for that.
0: But Śrīma Bhagavatam would tell you of the Puranas that Krishna is the highest. And he stands like a pyramid, the first being. And he, ex- he, uh, he extends himself into the yes. other True. So is that the Krishna?
1: True, so but, but that? Vishnu, that's a different story. Krishna is a bit of a... Uh, you know uh, uh, slippery <laughs> <laughs> mischievous uh, one I will not say anything further but he is, he is lovely he is beautiful but if you read Vishnu Purana it is Vishnu who becomes uh, you know um, Krishna if you read the Vishnu Purana like exactly the in the manifestation that is in the yeah, that is that is. if you read Bhagavad then it is Sri Krishna hmm. in his own world but Vishnu Purana I will say that you know Vishnu becomes all these deities So that is because to create a synthetic thing And it's perfectly fine There is no issue somebody regards That's, why that's the strength of Hinduism You worship Krishna He is the highest, wonderful You worship Shiva, he is the highest, wonderful But always there has been the saving touch That there is a highest Whom none can know the unknowable the Paratpar, the Parvrahma, the Sachidana. But the
0: Krishna, the very association, sorry, just leave it. No. The, last <laughs> time, the very Krishna association, they will never go beyond Krishna.
1: No, 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 the, the no
0: need. you pointing something that it to point beyond It doesn't matter. They will they tell you, and they will not point to beyond Krishna. All, Krishna. All, all
1: those who lock their gods into formulas of cults and creed, be it Krishna cult, be it the orthodox Christianity, be it the uh, Khalistan movement beat the uh, you know the ISIS and all that is of course not even a god but I am sorry but just being uh, you know what is at the origin is a fact uh, then you know those who have logged will never go beyond that limited formula it's a pity or they will go when Krishna himself will say come I will take you beyond and I can tell this to you from a very personal experience just as i used to regard the divine mother as saraswati and she was for me the highest for me krishna from my childhood has been like an intimate friend i used to literally sleep with an idol of krishna of plastic and sleep wherever i would go on holiday i would carry that idol and uh, people started telling my parents that look it's not normal a 10 year 11 year old is having transient object attachment as they call in psychiatry Transient object attachment. So Krishna is an object, you know. I didn't know all these sophisticated terms. So they my parents at some point felt a bit, you know, unnerved. Said, Maybe it's not normal. So one day when I was sleeping, <coughs> I won't sleep with my parents, but this I want. So one day they in my sleep they took Krishna away. And Krishna went into the Talab, the pond. They believed in Krishna, but their deity was Rama. So probably they if I was sleeping with Rama, they wouldn't have done so it was Krishna. So it's okay. Krishna can be disposed. <laughs> so I got up and I remember that scene. And I'm sure my parents would have never forgotten the way I cried and cried. And hours my father went to market and got another doll, rubber, more beautiful, similar pose of Gopal. But I just couldn't take to that. It's like that Krishna with whom I associated, no more I could find. But in the bargain, after that, I discovered a new phase within me. Krishna became such a beautiful friend. He was not in the idols. So I would just wonder why people are going to the idols. He so clear, so dear to me, so mischievous, so loving. He's such a naughty fellow. Literally like a friend. Then when Shurabindu came, just Krishna vanished. It's like became one. So I don't think it can be done with the mind. I didn't use my mind at all. But when Shuravindu came, this there was no conflict at all. Shri Krishna, where he went, he became fused with Sri he He's still there as a friend, but Sri Aurobindo is Sri Aurobindo, the ultimate supreme. Never this conflict came. So I think it must happen naturally, organically. Because life grows organically and yoga is like that. So, last, sorry, last no, bit. No, you no, no, no. Or, <laughs> yes, sorry.
0: I know we are running a
1: constraint
0: of time, but um, we talk of the mother's <coughs> work we often talk of the mother's work, so <clears throat> if you can shed a little bit of light on mother's work. And the second prong of the same thing probably is that, <clears throat> excuse me, we often say that Sri Aurobindo and mother's action is much
1: stronger now than it was when they were in their physical form. So, uh, the second question first, because it's the simpler one, physical form is always a constraint because you limit to a human personality. Uh, However great that personality may be, as you know we read. So Mother herself said in so many words that now without the constraint of the physical body and in his supramental being, the action can become much, much vaster and powerful. The reason they had taken a physical body was to transform matter. There was no other, other things were by the way, but that is the main purpose. And to the extent (coughs) it could go and that's uh, elsewhere, it's a special subject uh, on which there are talks available But um, uh, once the physical casement is not there, um, then the action is bound to become more and more powerful. As we see even during Krishna's time, Uh, people during Krishna's time hardly recognized him as divine because it was more like a human being. Mm -hmm. But after Krishna's physical withdrawal, his action has become so vast and powerful. Till date, the Gita continues to inspire. So something along similar lines, in very, very brief, I am saying, not going into great detail, Mother's work is a more important question because very often people believe mother's work is doing this, doing that. One thing we should be clear, we are not here to convert anyone. Evangelism is certainly not mother's work. To, you know, make people uh, uh, believe as a belief system, then actually it is harmful because there is no propaganda in this yoga and it should not be like that. Mother's work is the work of transformation. It's that replacing our ego self with the divine self. It is to have a divine creation upon earth and the best way to participate is that we offer our ego self and our desired self and allow her to work within us the more we do it and if we are meant to we will become part of a collective action without as much as any interference with the mind or a planning and scheming now when that happens it's something beautiful otherwise it's a very very slippery slope because you know there may be ego there may be ambition even you know Very often, you know, one has to be reminded, I am doing mother's work, I am an instrument. What is an instrument? If chakra starts saying, I am Krishna, Krishna can throw you out if you like. It's his will that he uses you or keeps you aside. If the sword starts feeling or the flute says, I am the one. So even the ego of the instrument, which can come that I am doing mother's work, the mother is doing her work, Rudefully, Dvijendra Lal Royce uh, wrote this bhajan, Tomar kormo, tumi korma, bole You are doing your work and people think it's me. So it's that state in which one has to enter, where one is more and more united with the Divine Mother integrally. That is the our side of the work. And the more we are united, which means tremendous sincerity, sounds very simple, one line statement. Tremendous sincerity. The more we are united, the more it will happen naturally that whomever we meet, wherever we go, something of our light and something of our atmosphere, our peace will flow in and through and envelop and engulf and radiate and do the work. So to become a pure and perfect channel and vessel of the Divine Mother uh, to be her faithful and flawless instruments, if you like, is Mother's work. It's not in others, it's in ourselves, And in others, it's a Stretching out. And I think this center itself is a very good example. Nobody had imagined or wanted or anything. And when the time came, it all happened spontaneously. There is no such planning. And that is the beauty of mother's work. It happens like that. When things are ready, people are ready, yeah. it will precipitate itself. Yes. Can you
2: just why the mother in her journal, she explained that with uh, this kind of transformation, the
1: body will be changing and it will be like more fluid. Can you explain, explain more Yeah, it's, oh. a, it's a whole yoga, several places I have spoken about it, but in a very simple nutshell. This body has now evolved out of the inconscient matter. So, it has evolved under the pressure of the... Material nature, under the pressure of life force, under the pressure of mind. That's why our body can now, it has become mentalized body. That's why I can give a message and my uh, white blood cells will reach wherever it has to go. And it's already that's happening. The the mind can control. Actually, to, to that extent, uh, thought suggestions can begin to influence because it's evolved under the stress of mind. Uh, but now... Uh, these cells still do not readily respond to the spiritual and the divine consciousness which is still there because the body has, responds to mind forces, life forces and material nature but not yet to the spiritual and divine forces, forces of a higher order. Still we pray sometimes it heals, sometimes it doesn't heal but the body itself is not made as of now to bear the onrush of the divine energy. It breaks down. That's why when there is a state of exaltation, people start jumping, dancing. Uh, Many people lose their mind and um, it's difficult to contain that knowledge. You know, that's why Yajna says to Gargi, if you ask one more question, your head will tear into thousand pieces. Because you can't keep that on rest. The body is not built for that. Now, slowly under the pressure of this yoga, this body will begin to bear more and more the divine pressure and the divine energies. And as it bears it, it will begin to adapt to this new consciousness. So this adaptation is a process. Just like it, there were 10 or 9 subspecies between the chimpanzee and man. So you see how the body was adapting from a bored step to slowly. And now we have the erect stitcher. So it took million years to evolve into that. So same way now this body is undergoing impact of the divine energy, the divine consciousness, the divine force or the new consciousness, new for the earth. Not new in its origin. So, this is now beginning to mold and material nature is accepting it. That's why today's children are very different. Many child prodigies are coming up, the uh, so called uh, even imbalances which are coming up because it's a way nature is beginning to absorb this divine energy and changing itself. So, some of the things I was passingly mentioning about the point of light inside a cell and so on and so forth. It won't be surprising if even some diseases are manifestations thrown up by material nature in its attempt to embody the new force but eventually because the force is here and it is opening more and more bodies they will eventually reach a point where the body's cellular substance will get reorganized to receive the divine light perfectly and express it which means yes so which which means by its nature the body will become a Body of light, not light as in the Vaishnava tradition where you have a light body. This body, the cells will be so much merging into light. There will be a cellular structure or substance like that. But this substance will be so supple, so plastic, not yet rigid, that yet it could just, you know, smooth. One can understand it even from physics point of view that there are those energy states of matter which are not, you know, expressed. But this is the process. And it'll take going to take time. And everybody who opens their body. We shouldn't imagine that this is suddenly happening in me. Something is happening. Something will start. Maybe you know like today's children. They eat very little. And they are very energetic. This simple observation. Uh, if you go back few generations back. Food was a major thing which you know children eat. And, but now spontaneously they eat less and are more energetic. Psychologically the distinctions between man and a woman are getting blurred the gender differences even biological leave aside you know
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: come to India come to India <laughs> it's getting blurred and it's a good sign because you know biologically this whole stereotypes are being broken because a new being even physically is coming up
2: so it will start with our spaces
1: it will start with our spaces yeah. oh, Yes, and it may take number of abortive subspecies, that also she has said. There would be like from animal to man, there would be many subspecies where there would be some half-hearted attempts, some abnormal manifestations from our point of view. But they are the effort of nature to reach that. But eventually it will arrive there.
0: Will be genderless.
1: Yes, genderless. yes, that's why LGBT. <laughs> you don't know psychologically these tendencies express themselves in another way see sometime back uh, it was unimaginable but today humanity is accepting these things because it says love has nothing to do with the gender now you know this is a very uh, in the crudest aspect of life you see something of that spark but when body actually will be not genderless in the way we today understand like a neuter gender but actually no need of a gender Gender is needed as a game of nature to, for its own purposes of reproduction. Actually, everything is there in both. It's unfair that, you know, we say women are like this and men are like this. And then there is a stereotype because society has, you know, created like that. But today we see that women can do everything. Thanks to First World War. That's how the women got, you know. Uh, started driving ambulances and going to battlefield today what is it that a woman can do she can do everything and today what is it that man can't do except having a child he can cook he can do and he should do because society is moving toward that now this gender is an old game now in the new game there will be no gender and yet there will be love because it's no more based on physical attraction but something like a deep inner state which is communicated to the other person. Exactly. What about children? There will be always people to have children. So we shouldn't worry about it. <laughs> there will be a link species. The human beings will continue. will be caught in this game. To understand it, there is a nice movie. Cocoon. Steven Spielberg's Cocoon 1. Watch it.
0: Yeah. So then Allah can
1: be actually equal. Yeah. Perfect life. Yeah, perfect life. One of the aspects of perfect life. So that's the divine solution. food problem take away hunger <laughs> divine's way is that after all, it should be worthy of the divine, no not changing a garment and having more grains that's the the way divine is something more you know the body must change in such a way that it can draw energies. Of course, not all humanity will be like that let's understand, just as the chimpanzee continues to stay as human beings came, so humanity will stay as a link but as uh, the end note, you know, which part of humanity is going to change faster? And the mother said, that which is a little humbler and, uh, you know, not that humanity which thinks it is very perfect and very uh, perfect within its own thinking. That I am the one. That won't. That's the story of Sugriv and Wali in Ramayana. Both are equal. But Wali thinks I am the mightiest but Sugriv is always a bit, you know, I'm a little less than my brother and it's known that the, in, from chimpanzee to human the line of chimpanzee that evolved into humans was that which was a little less therefore it always felt the urge to grow but perfect human beings excellent singers excellent musicians genius decorated people Harvard University graduates forget about them they remain human but they're too happy and satisfied with their humanity but the little fellow in Odisha village struggling for his everyday need, ma. So, this is the way the plan works. Alright, so let us, you know, you. stop.